Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, it is time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, and this is Pastor Padrone coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure you hit that subscribe button, whether you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, or if you're listening after the fact <coughs> on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever else you may have found us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I am here with my fellow co-hosts, Shell and Pat and Dave, and we have Hola. Tequila Talia with us tonight. <coughs> and you brought something very special for us to pair mm -hmm. with what we're smoking tonight. You want to... Take a minute to talk about it. Sure. So in the past, we've done the Avion brand. So the mm -hmm. Avion tequila, very high end, very premium. Uh, all the traditional methods made down in Jalisco, Mexico. Now, we've done the Avion 44 before, mm -hmm. um, which was aged 44 months. And it's the dark color because dark tequilas mean they've been aged. Right. So what the Avion Cristalino does is you see that it's silver. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it is an aged tequila. So they age it. And with this one, it's for two years instead of that almost four, mm -hmm. like the 44. And then they filter it through charcoal to make a Cristalino tequila. And the charcoal takes out the color mm -hmm. while leaving the flavor. And with Avion, they actually filter through the charcoal twice mm -hmm. so that second round of filtering smoothens it out okay so if you drink a lot of other crystallinos they might be like oh that's a little you know almost harsh maybe i need a cube or two mm -hmm. but with that second round of the filtering through the charcoal it really smooths it out so when you taste it you can taste those notes of an aged tequila mm -hmm. yeah definitely so you're getting that oaky vanilla that yep. like slightly sweeter than a regular tequila mm -hmm. but then the agave notes are coming through so that fruity mm -hmm. it's more fruit forward than you would find in most tequilas or in aged tequila oh yeah wow so i say you get the flavors of an aged while it drinks like a silver okay so i find it's a lot more approachable at the bars to sell mm -hmm. to people because some people are a little taken aback or put off by the dark color of tequilas. I mean, not myself personally, but uh, um, people who don't drink whiskey tend to be a little scared of, of darker right. liquors. So this is a little bit more approachable while still having the flavors of an aged. Sweet. Very, very cool. Um, we are smoking some PCA exclusives along with this wonderful tequila tonight. And we're starting off with uh, 724. This is July's 724 month for people at Twins. And uh, 724, which is like 724. You get it? Yeah. 
Waka Waka. It's always a big celebration at Twins, and um, all month long we look at 724 cigars building up toward that date. We're actually celebrating it a little bit early this year on the 22nd. The 24th is a Sunday, and that was kind of iffy for people. So we're going to do it on a Friday, Friday night, the 24th, uh, the 22nd. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening then later. But uh, this cigar is a PCA attendee exclusive from Kurt Kendall, who owns 724. And this is the Hustler 5 and Dime. And I don't know that you can tell, you know, with a cigar being as far away from the camera as it is, this is actually a barber pole cigar. Uh, but it is a barber pole of two Maduro wrappers. One is slightly darker than the other, so it's very subtle in how it looks. Mm -hmm. It's a Brazilian Marafina uh, and then a Mexican San Andreas barber pole around the cigar it has an ecuadorian sumatra binder and then nicaraguan and some usa pennsylvania in the fillers mm. it's a toro size it's only available in this size and it's a six by 52 kind of a classic toro size cigar and i'm very excited to find out how this pairs with the cristalina here mm -hmm. and uh, i'd like to know what people think Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> Take a sip, everybody. Mm -hmm. mm. 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 A burst of cocoa as soon as I take a draw off the cigar. Yeah, I, I definitely think the tequila brings out some sweetness in the cigar. Absolutely. That is not there on its own. Yeah. Uh, I think it is bringing forward the um, San Andreas sweetness, the, that cocoa sweetness that Dave referred to. Uh, would you agree with that, Shell? Absolutely. I mean, just on the cigar, initial draw itself, you get a nice sweet earthiness to it and a tinge of cocoa, but, you know, the forward fruitiness of the drink definitely helps expand that a little more. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I actually think it makes that agave, the agave notes come out even more in the tequila. So mm. whereas I can taste some just drinking it on its own, mm -hmm. um, taking a puff of the cigar and then a sip of the tequila, it's almost like a fresh, fruity flavor where mm. the vanilla notes are kind of tune, tuned down a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but the fruit comes forward, which I actually really like because I usually mm. am not a big fan of that like strong vanilla forward. Okay. Flavor and things. So that's actually making so it. So it's making it. I didn't know I could you. possibly like this even more than I do. And smoking this cigar with it, I really do. Mm. Five and delicious. Oh. <laughs> Five and delicious. Pat. So both uh, Brazilian Montefina and then San Andreas to me kind of has like a. So the Montefina has kind of a raisiny kind of sweetness to it, where San Andreas has like that kind of sweet cocoa and like a good amount of spice to it. Mm -hmm. So before I took a drink, the um the wrappers were more like forward on the palate. So you're getting more of that kind of like raisiny kind of chocolate syrupy sweetness. And then on the finish, you'd kind of get a little bit of earth, leather, some like cedar, some pepper. Right. But then after you drink the Cristalino, it kind of like reverses that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of brings that cedar note and then a little bit more of that spice forward. And then the earth follows, and the sweetness is actually on the finish. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of like flip-flops a flavor profile. So you get a little bit of spice out of it? Mm-hmm. 
pretty good. Interesting. So, Talia, what have you what have you been up to since you've been on the show? It's been a little bit of a time. Right? Has it? Has it been? I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. it. Doesn't. I'm just flying. Oh wow! God, I don't know if that's that. good or bad <laughs> that you said that. Um, there's been a lot going on, but fun stuff. I've been trying to take advantage of the summer. Our, the weather's been so amazing. Right. Every yeah, chance I get, perfect. beach, my friend's lake house, cookouts. Mm. We're doing a lot of cookouts. So I have been having fun as much as possible this summer. It has <laughs> been great so far. Did you do anything good for the 4th? Yeah, we had. So did we have a cookout at our place? No, I think my aunt had a big <laughs> cookout. That was crazy. It was tons and tons of fun. And the day after, we went up to Sunapee. My f best friend's parents own a lake house up there. Mm. So we did that on Sunday. And then Monday, I think we just hung out, you know, hung out on the deck, enjoyed the sun, like had some drinks. and Drinks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, has have things basically gotten back to normal, like with, you know, post-COVID stuff for you, going around to the bars and doing your thing mostly i have been noticing things have been trailing off a little bit mm -hmm. uh one is the summer you know everybody yeah. kind of goes away in the summer and it slows down a little bit anyways but i'm just starting to wonder if gas prices and mm -hmm. all grocery everything is going to start kind of making people stop going to the bars so much i'm mm -hmm. just hoping that doesn't actually happen but we'll see because uh, I've definitely been going around and wondering, oh, my God, where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Have, has it been obviously down for you when you go to the places? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, again, another part of summer. Yep. There's People definitely... are hanging out outside. And I, I'm there during the day most of the time, so night times obviously are a little busier. But, sure. you know, there's always that dip. I think it's a little bit further down this year, but... Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have any problem believing that mm -hmm. with gas prices being what they are, food prices being what they are. It's amazing how much, you know, uh, inflation has driven all that up with the <laughs> price of gas and everything. Um, there's an event we're having coming up in August um, where I'm going to be making chili mm -hmm. for <laughs> and... Yeah. Um, award-winning chili about a about a year ago to not cut any corners with my chili it was somewhere between 50 and 60 bucks to get everything to make the chili now it's just around 100 wow. for the same stuff and uh it's just so noticeably different mm -hmm. it's it's freakish and, you know, I got teenagers at home, so, you know, there's no mercy when it comes to <laughs> uh, food costs and everything. It, it's just, uh, you know, teenagers are so picky. At least mine are. Mine mm -hmm. are really picky. Well, they all are. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you don't have this particular thing in the house, there's <laughs> nothing in the house to eat. It doesn't matter that your freezer is stuffed with all sorts of options and your pantries you know, bulging with this. If you don't, ha you know, like, like there may be, um, let's talk pasta. There may be elbows. There may be egg noodles. There may be spaghetti. There may be linguine in the back. Ramen. But if there is not any angel hair pasta, 
There is no pasta. <laughs> well, I can side with that. I mean, and it's on. just like, come on, <laughs> g- give me a break. You know, cut the stuff in half. I mean, how, well, it's, it's lengthwise. How much different is it? Yeah. How much different is no. thin spaghetti from angel hair pasta? Not is it much, really that much. different? It's, it's so a texture. Really that it's different really on is. your palate? Yes. And they're like, no, yes, yeah, it is. It's all about texture. That's yeah. the exact thing they tell me. Yes. And it is horrifying. That's all I eat is it's angel horrifying. hair. Angel you hair. That's all I need eat. Angel hair. I'd be like, you need to texture your like way to China. One, and and, and here's the, here's the other thing. It's the one pasta I really don't want. Because, <laughs> it doesn't hold up again, anything, of the texture, right? it's, it's just like it's so thin. It just oh, falls it. apart into nothing. I mean, yeah. come on. My thing with angel hair is you got to make a really, really, really light, like, sauce or something for it although yes. like if you try and put marinara on angel hair i don't know if you do that you, you can't go with do alfredo. it you even alfredo like stop too no if i do angel hair oh. it's like olive oil garlic tomatoes yeah, basil like, that's something it. like Boom. that something like that i can't no, put anything softy thick. on there uh-uh. dave gets it <laughs> thick noodle thick sauce it's gotta be thick are we having a noodle debate it's gotta have it's gotta have bacon Bacon. Bacon. Why am I not surprised, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no, my kids aren't picky because if they were, they would be dead because they'd be, they wouldn't eat. That's what. Well, that got dark. But <laughs> they don't have to be picky because you eat all that crappy food. You know, you're you're eating all the stuff that my girls want. Bacon, you know, ramen, you know, pancakes. <laughs> our, our our diet consists of like cereal, yes. casseroles. And hamburger helper. Oh yes. man! See, that's what I'm talking and about. And bacon burgers. Yeah, that's it. Don't tell your kids are picky. It's just you're all picky, and you like the same stuff. <laughs> that's not really picky, then, is it? It is picky. Yeah. You're just always buying the picky food. <laughs> you know what's not bacon? This. Mm. No, I'm this getting is... uh, more and more in my palate. More and more vanilla as I get to the center of the cigar with the uh, with yeah. the no salt in this baby. No. Pat said he was getting some spice of it. I'm still a smooth ride for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, very cocoa-y, very sweet to me. And um, the tequila definitely brings that out. My burn construction is going great. Is anyone else having issues? I'm None. Having some struggles. I smoke a little fast, too, so that they yeah, yeah, smoke you're, fast, you're, pretty yeah, fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's intake, all about intake. Yeah, you have intake down, Pat. You know, there are certain things no maybe you have to work on, but that's intake is not one of them. No. Well, your tequila's half gone already, too. Well, that was only Jeez. half. Yeah. I was and hoping it was more. I think it was a little more than half. Yeah. 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 Wow. One quarter left. <laughs> <laughs> one quarter portion. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, let me ask you guys a question, and we'll turn it around to booze so you feel comfortable, too, Talia. I'm very Aww. concerned about your well-being. Oh, man. And, but... What gets you excited about a particular brand? I And we can talk about this as cigar or as a, a liquor or a spirit mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Is it the story of it that's behind it? Is it the, the quality of it that you think it's original, uh, that nobody likes it but you? <laughs> or the exact opposite of that, the, the anti... The anti uh, uh, Nick thing is it a cult? Does it have a cult following? Everybody wants it, and therefore you love it, and you get behind it because you want to be part of the crowd that loves this stuff. What what gets you really pumped about a particular brand? 
Nothing. Call on someone. We don't really <laughs> get high on anything. <laughs> we don't really... Brands don't excite <laughs> us at all. It was very municipal. Um, so I'd say, with me at least, it's kind of connecting to the brand. So it's kind of like everything, like the story, but I guess an example of like something that I can't get into that kind of like helps me kind of explain my point is like a wall cigar, like D-banded. I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about it. I can't get into it, you know, but if I get a cigar that, so I think one of the things that I don't like that I, I, well, I mean, to be fair, Pat, Pat you're not, to, you're not supposed to get into a wall cigar. Well, no, 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 a no, wall cigar so, is supposed to be like the value cigar right, that you it, smoke when I'm you're not. Trying, really well, I'm not trying to use to like it's about. easy because I don't want to use brands names, but like you know, there's cigars that get released, and we've had one or two in the past year that says you know it has tobacco that dates back to like you know 2005 mm -hmm. and that's all it tells you about it right. you know it doesn't really even necessarily say what the tobacco is but it's like it was found in like this trapdoor basement and it <laughs> they made a cigar out of it you know and we found uh, this 2010 tobacco and said hey let's make a cigar but it's almost like yeah, i can even use some lines of like roma craft as an example of what i like is they go into like not just the blend and some of them a lot of them is undisclosed which mm -hmm. i get it but like they say what region it's from and then like i'll use soccer like he'll use the regions and the primings mm -hmm. so that's what i kind of get into is kind of like that so when you when geeky, when when like transparency when a brand when a brand gets into the nitty-gritty details of what's in the cigar that gets you pumped about it yeah because then you know as a consumer i can understand more of what i'm smoking and i think the story matters too i think it, you know it's especially like today, you know, so I, I've been watching a lot of podcasts about, you know, like before I started smoking and like the big thing that was a negative thing. And like the, I think it was 1997 during the crash, like all the Don Nobodies is what everyone talks about. And it's just all these people that made cigars because there was a boom going on. There wasn't necessarily good tobacco. There wasn't any storage. Just people that just bought tobacco and just shipped it out and made it. And, like, there's a reason why those brands aren't around today. You know what I mean? So right. I think that the death of the companies and, you know, the quality of tobacco and kind of, like, that transparency in the story kind of makes a big difference, especially, like, to me, you know. Shell, what about you? What gets you excited about a brand? It kind of connects to the Pat's, you know, perspective on it. Uh, for me, it's three points. Uh, as a person who's worked retail all my life, presentation is, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind that presentation, there, whatever the backstory or the marketing is, if it's presentable and it looks good, and, you know, and the backstory is interesting, that's a plus also. And on top of that, the quality of the product. So if you can have a quality product that looks good as well as tastes good, you know, I'm all for it. Dave, what about you? What gets you excited about a brand? If it tastes good. Taste. You know, I mean, you can have the most romantic description about it, and it can still be the most horrible cigar you right. ever smoked in your right. life. So, I mean, what gets me is you know, if I like the cigar, then I'll take the time to research it because then I get thirsty for a story. I get thirsty for, you know, what is it that I'm smoking, stuff like that. So, quality is really what draws quality, you in. Quality, quality is me. what draws you in. I can agree with that, but to Pat's point, if there's nothing, if they're not telling me anything, if there's no story, there's nothing interesting about it other than it tastes good, then I'm like, oh, this is fine, yeah. but I won't go back to it because 
the one I do like with a nice band and yeah. the description is going to draw me more to that. So, Dave, you like the romance. Yes. To combat your point, though, Hopeless. so there's no like <laughs> th th there's no brands that exist that say that they're releasing I mean, something, and you don't I get excited like, for the release coming up. In my entire it. life, I've probably bought in two Opus. I'm talking like so, yeah, I don't I don't what like this. Why Opus? <laughs> like for instance, like, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, because there's so much buzz, well, there's so much hype, there's so much story, there's so much romance. And I can give a crap less because, you know, they're just like good or well, I'm great. I'm saying like regular so that you have after you wait five years. Like because under your thing, like you don't think it you don't get excited until you smoke it and enjoy it. But like what for instance, like I know you love Kristoff. Like they're releasing a new cigar. Oh, they're they're in my warehouse. They're. they're... Well, I know, but you've never had that new cigar that's coming but out. I'm, I'm so... not. I'm not excited for it. All right. So why is that? Because I'll wait until I smoke it. If I if I like it, then I'll get excited about it. So what does excite you about it? So when you see something that you hey, I want to try, <clears throat> what excites you? Well, let's 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 talk about something that that is. Equally, if not a little bit more close to the center of your heart, Dave, mm. and that is Samsung. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. When when okay, the, the latest the latest point. Samsung phone is announced, you're all the freak over it. Mm -hmm. You haven't touched it, you haven't mm -hmm. held it, you haven't actually taken pictures nope. of the moon, nope. and seen how great <laughs> the camera is. Yep. You are totally engrossed yes. in that brand, and mm -hmm. and and so. You know, what what is it that pulls you into into that direction when when you're not when you're not able to touch it, feel it, taste it, try it? You know, but um, but in that instance, you really are caught up in the brand. I guess I guess uh, a long a long term of prior experience. My first Android phone was the first Android phone. Like I had, uh, you know, the first, you know, the the first Galaxy. You know, um, I ditched an iPhone for it. And, you know, it was uh, it was it's it's just I've had like every single make of phone like ever. Like when I worked for T-Mobile, I had seven lines just so I could rotate through new brands. Like it was, you know, it was it was crazy. I had LG, I had Samsungs. Crazy. I had uh, HTCs. I, you know, um, I had everything, and I keep. I've had iPhones too, and I keep going back to Samsung because the quality level uh, is just above and beyond everybody else. There's just nothing like a Samsung. So at that really point, when like the it. La Roma de Cuba Passion was released last year, you weren't excited before it came out because all you smoke is La Roma de Cuba. No, and now, but now I don't though. I don't. Just before smoked, that, but, you did though. But I did. Yeah, that's right. And I <laughs> so, smoked. I smoked the. I smoked the passion like probably three times. I've had maybe three of them ever. So there's never been a cigar that's mentioned to be released that you've never been excited for. <sighs> not yet. So wait. Until Samsung. Actually, that's not true. It's <laughs> not true. The the one that I was most excited about was this cigar. The five and dime. Why? This was oh man, he was asking about that cigar every freaking every, week. Yep. Do you have the five and dimes, Dan? Have they come in yet? Yep. Has Kurt let them go yet? No, Dave. I'll let you know when they come. Up. Because it was come on, all, I'm all, waiting. I'm waiting. We're all waiting for the five and dime. Oh my for, god! For Kurt to do a double Maduro, a double Maduro barber pole, and I love the hustler is my favorite out of the whole out of everything he does. I was instantly hooked on it. Mm -hmm. I've so smoked a lot of Hustlers. Your prior experience of Hustler made you excited for the new Hustler. Yes. So, to my point. But 
That's one cigar out of how many? Do you rest your case, Pat? <laughs> that's it. That's all I needed. I got yeah. it. Next. Yeah. Now, I, I'm interested in Talia here. She's been sitting listening to her. Being very, very nice. Very good. Trying not to let the Greek come out and interrupt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Um, let but, the Greek go. <laughs> I, think it's, I think the conversations, it's almost like two... Getting excited about a brand, I think, is twofold. You know, it's it. How do you get excited about a new brand you've never heard about and never tried before, or do you get excited about something you're familiar with? So, like, with Samsung and 724, he's very familiar with those brands, so of course he's going to be excited when something new comes out. If it's something that's not new, he's not excited till he tries it. And I kind of, or you know, if it's something that he doesn't isn't familiar with, so is new, he's not excited about it until he tries it. And I kind of feel that, like. If there's just some new random ass tequila, like the freaking like the Rock comes out with a tequila, I'm not excited about that tequila because the Rock come came out with a tequila. I want to try yeah. and see if it's good. It's okay, and then, you know what I mean. But Avion comes out with a Cristalino. I love Avion. I'm very familiar with the brand. I'm gonna be pumped about it. Right. So like, I guess for me, it's it's sort of that two-edged sword where if it's something I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm couldn't give a shit about it no matter how many reviews are out no matter how many people tell me it's good or bad until i try it myself mm-hmm. and then you can tell about the taste you can tell about the quality then i'll be like all right what's this about what's going on with it and then of course story will come into play sure. bottle appearance comes into play whoever said don't judge a book by its cover was so wrong because <laughs> everybody judges everything <laughs> by covers yep so yep. bottle appearance is very nice <laughs> Um, but I don't believe any hype of anything, movies, books, liquor, until I try it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and to that point, you know, one of the things you said, it, it, let's, I can almost reverse the question here. What, what totally does not get you excited about a brand? I, <laughs> and that is knowing that the rock come out with a tequila. <laughs> I could, it, the instant, uh, a celebrity's name is attached to something i'm automatically assuming this is not going to be that great <laughs> and you still got to try it you still got to give give everything is due you know and i'm not talking necessarily to, but in in the cigar world you know for instance big poppy comes out with his cigar um several years ago i had to try it even though you know every cigar i've ever had that was attached to some celebrity's name was really just okay to bad you know now in his case it ended up being really good to me but i can't i was coming at it from a it was it was an underdog mm-hmm. in my mind it it had to live up to to expectations that i did not think it was going to live up to and it did but that's um, actually almost <clears throat> the best when you don't expect something to be good and that is it almost makes you like it that much more so you can't let your preconceptions keep you from making a fine yeah you 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 need to try it you know um you know i i think and, and presentation is really important too but i think you know one of the things that there's there's presentation and then there's presentation that's peacocking peacocking or there's peak or there's presentation that's supposed to set you apart but doesn't really function well you know and take Mm -hmm. let's there's there's two three cigar brands out there that do the same thing um most of christoph cigars um 
acid and tobacco. They come packed with loose tobacco in the box. And it's this, you know, when you open it up, you know, maybe as a consumer, you look at that and you're very like, oh, wow, this is really great. Look at it. Mm -hmm. But as somebody who has to put that on the shelf or you pull out the cigar and then it's like confetti goes everywhere. I oh, hate when you that. get down to the last two and you can't even find them. You know yeah, I mean? the, they're buried. <laughs> they're buried under the loose tobacco there, and so and then you take out that stuff and you realize the box can hold ten more cigars without the. So I just don't get it. to me. To me, it doesn't make sense. And so when I see stuff like that, I'm like, ah, oh. to me, that's not great presentation. See, with me, it's. I think presentation matters to me, but again, like I look at more of like the tobacco, but the things that completely turn me off whenever something gets announced is when there's different like selling points made, like, you know, those aged inside of the name of it, or yep. it's, they, they flex the aged tobacco and like, it's this extraordinary unnecessary box for like 10 cigars inside of it, mm -hmm. you know, and <clears throat> And then you have a little coffin for one of them that stands it up. And, you know, it, but I don't like when brands rely too much on the presentation and then the yep. the verbiage, like, aged and everything like that, you know. But some cigars have aged in it, and it's a really good cigar. So I'm not knocking. If you use age, it's not a bad thing. But, right. like, My some of the main pushing point for it is aged tobacco. And it might just be, like, one filler, filler leaf that's seven years on it the rest of it's whatever I, I just i don't like that kind of stuff my three favorite or four favorite now that i thought of another one presentations <laughs> for cigars mm. one is kurtz it's just classic the 724 line and the uh then you have roma craft mm -hmm. it's simple very simple and uh you know even the band is simple tatuaje very simple and illusioni you know i mm -hmm. think those i think those are real classy Luzione just got a big upgrade to their. They've repackaged everything. Uh, you're going to see them start coming out with new bands, new boxes with new box designs, mm. and they're still in that classic kind of style. Um, but it's he's totally gone toward the. Uh, he he's taking he's taken that uh, conspiracy theory thing uh, that his cigars tend to follow along. And put that into the the labels and the box art and stuff like that. So Illuminati stuff, mm -hmm. that you know the period the pyramid with the eye in the middle of it. That's oh, on a lot eye. of the new boxes. That's cool. And uh, they're all colored differently based on the cigar that's inside the box. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mm. think it's going to make them pop. Because mm -hmm. because presentation really is important. You you need to stand out. Sometimes being classic plain and simple like you know like Roma Craft or like 724 it makes you stand out but you can also get lost you know if if nothing about your cigar stands out at all I think Perdomo does a really great job with their presentation yep well sometimes you can get too loud too you know the more mm -hmm. you yell and the more you're like oh here's colors and yep. bright lights mm -hmm. and ex description it's almost like what are you trying to distract me from like, yeah why are you giving me all of this in my face right now? <laughs> like going through five labors of packaging just to open a box. Mm -hmm. oh, I hate that. And again, we go back to gimmicks. And if mm -hmm. I see any cigar with skulls on it, I get leery because, you know, that's my aesthetic. <laughs> but I know, you know, things like that are usually 
meant to serve a purpose other than the quality of the cigar. Right. Right. Like, oh, let's put vodka in a skull-shaped bottle. Right. Like, yeah, I want right. no part of that. Right. <laughs> it doesn't turn me on at all. I mean, no. you drink you drink for the, the for joy, love, and a good time, right? I mean, you're not you're not drinking because you want to get pissed off. <laughs> you know, I mean, and if, if you're if you're down, I don't know that you should be drinking anyway. But why would you be drinking with a skull next to you? I mean, it's just it just I don't. To it's me, I destiny. just don't get it. It's <laughs> this is about life, living and enjoying, just like a cigar. It's about you know, it's about uh, relaxing. It's about renewing your spirit. It's about taking time to stop and to breathe and readjust yourself. And seeing a skull and crossbones on a cigar does not. You know, it's not alluring. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't fit that motif. Yeah. I think me. it's like another example too is like a lot of like these successful brands have really like traditional boxes. Like Padron is probably the boringest you can probably get, but it's one of the most known brands. Right. And I think if you're like someone who's new and you try to do something different, like have like a weird box. And the only like example was like I'll take Rocky. Like his new packaging is really out there. Yeah. But his traditional pack, his early packaging wasn't. Mm-hmm. So the thing with Rockies is they're really like you know they're good cigars and he's just upgrading the packaging. But if right. you're a new line, and I, 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 you get like a bad thing with it, like the street taco. Right. Everyone looked at that thing in the humidor and kind of laughed at me when I suggested it. But I'm right. like, trust I me, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, smoke this thing. <laughs> trust me, like it's really good. And then I people would start buying them. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think in like a industry like this where like, tradition goes back to, like a long time, generations. I think that. A lot of people get turned off when someone tries to kind of break that and do some weird, unique packaging and whatever, like the band work, like the skulls and crossbones, whatever you want to put on it, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, you know, presentation, and and this might as well be a cigar confession here, Pastor Padron cigar confession. Uh-oh. There's... Presentation is is really important. You and you you want the band to look good. You want the box to look good. You know, um, you want the tin of tobacco to look good. Like I I love everything about the the Queen City pipe tobacco we came out with. I love the color scheme on the box. I love how the 724 factories kind of uh, subtly in the background there. And you open the tin and you look at the tobacco and the tobacco actually matches the colors on the label. I mean, not it complements it. It's not like it, it, it's a purple label. It's not purple tobacco inside, everybody. It's <laughs> dark brown, but it matches. It, the whole thing is aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's great when you see that kind of thought go into things. That said, sometimes I feel like there are some brands out there that put so much if they put the effort into the cigar that they put into mm-hmm. the label mm-hmm. or yes. the box it it would be a whole different ball game for them mm-hmm. you know and and i mean there are, there are some cigars out there where you know if where i i almost have this preconceived notion that the the more the label covers the cigar the more they're trying to hide the cigar mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Mm -hmm. and i get i get nervous i get nervous about it and you know um another another way to do it with a a cigar that i really love that i'm totally totally behind the byron and atabay brands i love those cigars i really do think they're some of the best cigars on the market that said 
and, and and they're packaged in these absolutely drop dead gorgeous boxes. Mm-hmm. Some of which are actually designed to be humidors. You're you're buying a humidor when you get the box. It's got the humidification device and the and the hydrometer right on the box. I mean it, that's that's what it is. But you know that that box was about a hundred bucks. So one of the reasons that cigars, as expensive as it is, is because it's in this ridiculously expensive box where you can get like a Romacraft box. It doesn't even have nails. And, you know, the box was a buck, two bucks or whatever to build versus, you know, and, and so is it, does it make the cigar look good? Yes. And does it, is it maybe appropriate for that kind of level of cigar that's in there? Yeah. But. You can make your cigar two or three, four, five dollars less a stick if it weren't for that hundred dollar box. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking- those boxes, the empty boxes, sell for a hundred bucks on eBay. Speaking, empty boxes. Speaking of Roma Craft, I mean, if you actually look at it, it's a beautiful box. Mm-hmm. They're simple. They're you know streamlined. And what's interesting is you know simple label, mm-hmm. simple name. Mm-hmm. But there's a story behind it. Right. So when you read Cro-Magnum or Anthropology or anything, oh, what does that mean? And you want to you know, delve into it more as opposed to maybe the Byron where it's an extravagant box, but it just looks expensive. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is great already. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's the marketing. Yep. Works both ways, but it is what, what you're looking for. And you have like foundation, like every cigar has kind of a story uh, behind it. And then uh, you have like, I'll take Sokka stuff. There's no story behind it, but everything that he does branding matches the tobacco. Right. Like the Sober yeah. Mesa is like the perfect band on any cigar mm-hmm. to me. Like it complements the wrapper. It just makes it look good. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, it I reminds think... you of the name. It's yeah. It's when your presentation sacrifices the quality is when it gets to be yeah. too much yeah. or hides like, the inequality yeah. like high, yeah. the fact that yeah. it's not quality like i mean look at this bottle it's freaking beautiful oh. right yes it's gorgeous it's and slick it's... it's pretty it's got that i love the avion the symbol the logo here with the wings <laughs> coming out of the agave the avion you know aviation flight all that stuff mm-hmm. so but it's very simple it's not right. flashy it's not in your face but it's elegant and yes. beautiful so they put effort into making it right look nice but they don't go bananas with it but uh, do you do you get like, do you just tend to look over to when you're in the liquor store and you see bottles that are totally plastic wrapped in some kind of colorful design or something where you can't even see what's inside the bottle? Or it's like the you, you know what I'm a, talking about, yeah. right? Or it's like the shape yes. of the state capitol. You know, or something. Oh, you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how am I going to drink? Th- how yes. am I going to pour that? You know, like, Funky shaped bottles that are just over the, the top. the little door on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's it's really I think finding that middle ground, you know, yeah. where the presentation is complementing the quality, not yes. overstating it or hiding it. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, how are we thinking uh, of the cigar? Are we any further along with deciding whether or not this is a uh, good or bad? <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's very good. Five and delicious. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm, I'm I'm almost done with mine. Mm-hmm. Getting there. Um, the flavor has stayed consistent. Yep. Uh, I've had a pretty more pretty more consistent Oops, burn since I've been letting it sit a little more. Um, draws a little tight. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm I'm missing out on flavor because you know I'm not getting as much smoke as I would like. But slow down. Good. I can't do it. <laughs> slow down. Won't do it. Enjoy the smoke. Can't do it. Won't do it. No, can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> 
Mm. Pat? Yeah, the draw in mine, I'd consider it like kind of like a Cuban draw. So it's it's not bad, but it's it's definitely tight, but you're getting enough out of it when you're smoking. I'd say like a lot of people would pr- kind of prefer this kind of a draw. Like I just like a little bit of a looser draw. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a very kind of linear profile, which it's good. Like it has mm-hmm. those those two wrappers really shine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good addition to Curse Line. Cause you, you know, I, I was always kind of looking for the kind of a more like fuller kind of body like darker a little more spicy cigar mm-hmm. and this one definitely like delivers that on all fronts so and then the tequila yep. definitely i liked how it kind of flopped the the palette and the finish so yeah yeah me too um my draw is you know i guess what you guys would consider tighter but like for instance no no more tight than your average lfd either there you go uh there's a there's a number of cigars out there that i think are wrapped in such a way that the draw is tighter and i i as long as it's burning right you're getting smoke and you're getting the flavor i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing um the construction on mine is flawless you know Mm -hmm. and um the the flavors are great lots of cocoa you're getting the uh i love uh uh, oh. Pat, how you said that the Matafina has kind of this raisiny sweetness, where where yep. the to to counter the the um, San Andreas more cocoa coffee kind of sweetness, yep. and those two things play well so well together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Well, I know people who don't, but uh, chocolate covered raisins. I mean, it's a thing. Mm. Yep. And I'm not one of those people. Love. You're not one of those people, but <laughs> you see, you like everything artificial. <laughs> you see, you're such a weird palate. I mean, how can you not like that? But you know, hostess sweeties are fine. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's like it's like, it's, it's like to, to present yourself as this mighty palate of 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 goodness, but then Twinkie. I mean, come on. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Texture. <laughs> I don't want a chewy chocolatey raisin. I want a nice sweet mushy sugary thing. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that's not on the soundboard. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. So, final thoughts on the cigar then? I think this is fantastic. I love it. It's one of my favorite cigars that Kurt's come out with. Mm-hmm. And again, we last week we did the Club Humidor, which I think was a great new cigar that Kurt came out with this year. This cigar was announced last year showed up this year and it's being offered again at the pca this year and i think it was worth the wait and to me it just again shows that kurt still has that creativity and uh he's not a he's kurt is not a one-hit wonder nope and i'm very excited about what this says about what he can do in the future very very excited Mm. all right we're going to take a little bit of a break when we come back in about three and a half minutes. I got less left than me. Yeah, yeah, you've been supposed to be good. Um, we're going to be uh, switching over to Cornell and Deal's Anthology, a blend that they uh, had released right after the PCA is over. It actually hits the market tomorrow. So we are smoking it before it is actually <laughs> nationally released. And that's not just blowing smoke, people. We'll be right back. All right, hello everybody. We are back, and we are now smoking this Cornelian Deals Anthology. Uh, this is a brand new blend that they came out with, and uh, from the tin it says, "An expertly crafted commemorative mixture anthology 
1992 to 2022 is the culmination of 30 years of evolution and expertise, showcasing the interest, passions, and themes of Cornell and Deal over those years, elevated by many of Cornell and Deal's favorite components, including the iconic, and Pat, you should like this, SM2-18 and TA-20. What is Pat like that? What does that mean? That's telling you exactly what it is. No. Uh, Carolina Red Virginias. Mm-hmm. 2003 Bijou Virginias. Top-tier Canadian Brights as well as genuine St. James Parish Perique. This special edition mixture highlights oh. the Blending House's unique approach to the Virginia Perique family, delivering a naturally sweet, bready profile with notes of zesty citrus, Rich stone fruits and figgy spice. All of the above. Oh, yeah. It is uh, manufactured by Cornell and Deal, uh, blended by uh, Jeremy Reeves. It's uh, Virginia Perique with uh, Virginia and Perique. (laughs) (laughs) There's no flavoring in it. It is a uh, flake cut tobacco. And um, again, it's a limited release. It's not really a small batch. we ordered uh, a good amount of this stuff. I don't know if they will have more or not for us to get. I don't know if they're going to continue producing it. It's made with some pretty rare tobaccos. Um, so I'm thinking that once it's gone, it's probably just gone. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting. The uh, the Virginias are from uh, date back to as late as 2003 and then mm. 2018 and 2020. So... Um, there's some really nice aged tobaccos in here. Um, I mm. certainly do pick up the bread and stone fruit, and there's this smoldering fig-like spice uh, in the background, and almost a mustiness too. You know yeah. that that kind of mustiness you get from aged tobacco, whether it's in a cigar, or pipe tobacco. I kind of get that here too, um, and it's a really nice lingering sweetness on the on the finish, on the palate. Um, what are you guys picking up? Same, different, very much the same. Yep. Um, all the above. The initial smell out of the tin was I would call Paul would call a barnyard. I call mm-hmm. that manure, but barnyard. Uh, but no, very, yeah, very, but good crap. sweet, crap, bready crap. tones. Mm-hmm. The perique is there as well. It's really tasty. Mm-hmm. Very piggy, um, raisiny, stone fruits all over the place, um, encased in a, you know, uh, the bread flavor mm-hmm. it's like a raisiny daity sandwich awesome <laughs> i was gonna say it tastes almost like a like a toasted jam sandwich there you go. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. she's getting it people she's learning she's everybody it. Ow. <laughs> yeah ow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now of <laughs> course just as important is how does it go with the uh oh yeah tequila I almost forgot about the tequila. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's thin. gonna. I think it's gonna go great with with this. To be honest, so I'm interested in what people think. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. A lot more sweetness in the tequila. Almost just like sweetness in agave at this point. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's sweeter than with the cigar. It gets rid of the vanilla in the, again. Yeah, so the... it's not vanilla-y. It's, again, like a fruity sweetness. Vanilla. But I'm getting more, like, oak, too, than I was when I was smoking the cigar. Like, mm. a little more of the the toasted oak from the barrel. 
It's mm. definitely bringing out some more woody notes in the tobacco as well. Um, the spice is there, but that figginess tends to go away with the tequila. You guys have that same experience? Yeah, I would say more of the more of the bread and raisin come out. Mm -hmm. I think they it definitely they the they complement each other as they smooth each other out. Mm -hmm. Let's smoke the glass here. Oh, there you go. Let's see what it does. Try that. The last here. Yeah, it really brings out the oak, like you were saying. Uh, those vanilla notes that you get when you drink it on its own, really totally gone. But uh, the oakiness, the sweetness, that, those agave kind of fruit notes, which mm -hmm. completely complement what's going on in the tobacco. Um, I think this is a great pairing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that toasted honey, like that honey mm -hmm. in yes. yeah. the tequila. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice. Oh, um, yeah. It definitely brings out the honey. Mm -hmm. Very good. I have like peppermint mm -hmm. on the finish. Peppermint. Mm -hmm. Peppermint. It's like yeah. a sweet spiciness. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. A peppered mint. Uh, well, maybe I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I never look for peppermint in what I'm smoking i think if you're smoking peppermint something, <laughs> no it's something definitely with the drink yeah no i under, i see what he's saying like because i i was trying to figure out what to how to phrase that like a refreshing spice if you mm. <laughs> you yes refreshing spice hmm. all right so here's a question for all of us to oh, talk about uh -oh. here. okay um when you are overseeing a lounge, working in a lounge like uh, we do here at Hooksit, maybe you're up in the lounge at the 724 lounge, which is the bar upstairs. Um, obviously, you know, there's all sorts of conversations going on. But there are some things that I think, you know, end up being like the dreaded things you want to hear. And, and those mm -hmm. are religion and politics mm -hmm. those two topics are kind of the the ones that people i think get the most passionate about mm -hmm. maybe that's why you know you're gonna say you know you could talk about anything just not religion or politics um now that said some of my best discussions about religion and politics have been at the cigar shop and yet at the same time sometimes they can just get rancorous and bad. And, you know, where's the line with that for for you? Or whether it's at the bar or whether it's in the lounge, when is it good? When is it bad? Is it ever good? Is it never bad? Maybe, you know, maybe you, you just enjoy it all the time. Um, but how do you deal with that when it comes up? And... Um, how do you keep things, you know, because you don't, you don't want fights starting, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I love a good discussion, but I'm not really big into the debate where somebody is out to basically show they're right and you're wrong. 
you know, if you want to talk about something, I'm all for it. But um, I don't want things to get to the point myself where it's it's basically some kind of, you know, I'm right and you're wrong, yeah. kind of a point system thing going on. Mm -hmm. What do, what do you guys think? Oh, just concerning the discussion mm -hmm. itself or the time and place of the discussion? Both. can be both. I mean, if I'm on the clock and somebody wants to talk about religion or politics, it's, it's a no-no for me. I'm not there for that. I'm mm -hmm. here to provide a service and help you find something, as you said earlier, to relax and hang out and not get into a debate. So if I'm on the clock, it's, it's a big no-no. We're not going to talk about that. Address it as politely as I can. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm not going to talk about that with you right now. Uh, if I'm off the clock, I'll either engage or I won't. <laughs> <laughs> if I engage, it's probably not going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> engage. <laughs> well, definitely time and place is everything. You can't have every discussion with everybody ever just because they want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. I think it's just the times now, too. You know, it's maybe if three years ago you could have a healthy debate mm -hmm. where yes. you could talk to somebody rationally and maybe you didn't agree, but you kind of walk away like, ah, like laughing about it mm -hmm. and you leave peacefully. Nowadays, yeah. it's almost like it becomes aggressive right. in people's opinions sometimes, not all the time. But those are the situations where you have to, like Shell was saying, kind of just walk away like, ah, you know, not the time for that, I don't think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a lot of polarization going on. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. To that point, there's people's opinions are now their actual feelings, mm. and people are putting it out there. Like if I say, "Well, I like this better than Padron, this specific cigar," someone may get upset. Like, "Well, no, it's not better. Why? Because Padron is more expensive, or because you actually know the right. uh, you know the details behind mm -hmm. it and why it's a better cigar." Uh, Right. Mm -hmm. It's like everyone's too passionate right. about their opinions now, where if you don't agree with them now, you're wrong. Right. Not... I blame the internet because it gave everybody a voice that nobody wanted to <laughs> a hear. A cowardly voice. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's been an uprising of gaining control over our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And that's a form of it, being able to speak about the things you want to speak about that may have been, for lack of a better term, taboo in the past. You know? Right. Pat, you're oddly quiet. As a lawyer, I thought you would have a very loud, obnoxious opinion about this. I was waiting for the opportunity, Dan. <laughs> well, here's your soapbox. Yes, here's your um, soapbox, so Pat. Well, personally, I think that a lounge... Thank you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lounge is probably the best place to do it. Because you have like such a diverse background that goes into a cigar lounge. And I think that if you're someone who wants to engage in, in a... I'm not going to call it like an opinionated discussion, but like a productive discussion. You're likely going to find people that have a different opinion than you. Mm -hmm. Correct. But the way that when I engage and I see other engagements, I think that there's like an unhealthy and a healthy way of doing it. And I think that what I'm seeing a lot more now, and I get sucked into these things because since I'm in law school, everyone thinks I'm like the expert on all this stuff that's going on. Well, you but, are, you're in law school. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I think that everyone's... Isn't law in, school just argument school? No. But <laughs> it's, I think a lot of... How to argue. I think everyone you. is entitled to their own opinion, mm -hmm. whether or not it's morbid to me or it's right to me. Everyone's entitled to what they think. And I think everyone should be able to engage in a healthy conversation. 
even if someone is on a completely incorrect, well, to what you would think is incorrect. Mm-hmm. But when you have a discussion, I think it should simply be, this is what I think. And then someone says what they think and you just talk about it. It's, it, sh- it never should be, you shouldn't think this because from what I know, this is, it shouldn't be like that. And I think nowadays you have a lot of people that kind of source information from uncredible or partially credible sources TikTok, and because of <laughs> the, because of how easy it is now to kind of look into things people start forming these opinions based on either half the story or just no story at all it's just like Loose, kind of virtue facts. seeking people on the internet yeah. and and that's kind of what leads into the kind of the hostility because from what I've seen a lot of these partially credible sources a lot of it is proving their point and then using that point to go against another point mm-hmm. and so people's arguments fuel to be making that one point that you know but then the heat of the argument to, that proves their point is invalidating someone else's opinion mm-hmm. yeah. you know so I, I think that's where the lounge is the improper place to do it because you know, if you have two people that have two opinions, one could offend someone, the other one could offend the other. If that's a conversation that's kept between them, it's the best place to do it. Right. But now if that conversation starts seeking out and now other people are hearing it, that might get uncomfortable. They might be yeah. offended by it. So that's when I think you should cut it off is mm-hmm. when it becomes a huge like virtue seeking right. discussion. Right. One of my One of my favorite things to do with my kids is like whenever there's like, um a state of the union or like a presidential address uh we'll watch it on like fox and then uh when they get to the commentary we'll listen to that and then we'll switch over to like cnn and listen to the commentary you know and uh you know and i'll point out on both sides you know like see like the 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 comments they're making on this you know that's not what what he actually meant the comments on this you know from like the cnn side that's not what he meant you know and they all have their own spin Mm -hmm. and i I like to show that because there's you know there's a huge opinions that are being promoted they're not the truth they're just how someone feels or wants to interpret it by and it's so important to make your own opinion and not go with what the media says or Mm -hmm. what somebody else says you know, because uh, it's you really have to take everything as a whole. You can't just you pick a side. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you know, an opinion is essentially a belief system. So we're all parroting something we read online or something that we follow. So when we latch on to that, we're repeating what that person has said and adding our personal opinion, our feelings to it, and it becomes a you know, debate if the other side is not receptive to talking about it, you know, because in opinions, you're either wrong or right. Your opinion's wrong and mine is right, vice versa, mm-hmm. and you know, it gets ugly. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of like what Pat said about offending people is that some people get offended too easily. So mm-hmm. you say your opinion expecting them to be like, oh, well, this is my opinion. I don't want to agree with you, but cool. But instead of saying, oh, I don't agree with you, let's just call <laughs> right, it a day. Right, it's right. like, I don't agree with you. You're wrong. And it, yep. and they, they turn into a Karen or yeah. Kyle, yeah. and they're just like, Rrr. right. Yeah, and that's what I don't like. You know, if you're, if you're looking to learn, that's one thing. If, if you're looking to share your opinion and, and 
basically kind of mature your opinion by putting it out there in the arena of ideas and see how it holds up. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. But if you're just wanting to argue, if you're just wanting to to spout something off, um, I really don't have any interest in that. Yeah. You know, and um, you all know that the, the pastor and Pastor Padron is legit. I mean, my religious beliefs are very personal to me. They're very, they're very real. I'm very passionate about them, but I don't want to just talk about them with somebody who just wants to fight mm-hmm. or somebody who just wants to poke. And I get very turned off with that. And when, when people, you know, are wanting to talk about that, but not in a very serious way, I, I really just want to shut down and, and move on. And it's it's not because I don't care about that stuff. It's because I care very much about that stuff. And I'm not going to let, I'm not going to waste my time talking with somebody who has no interest in actually having a discussion. Right, right. Right. Or their, their knowledge of the subject is completely biased mm-hmm. based on whatever information the, TikTok. They, they, that they heard. <laughs> you know, and they don't, even, they don't even really know. They're just repeating. It was a know? nice dance. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I've had some really deep conversations with people with, uh, you know, about philosophy, about politics, about, you know, you know, life at, at, you know, in the cigar shop. And those have been some of the most meaningful times of my life. I still remember them. You know, some of them go back 20 something years, um, you know, but, you know, I, and I, I agree with Pat that when, when you're in this environment where, you know, you're sitting there talking with somebody and that naturally comes up, that's a really good thing to, to do. It's a really good thing to have. And it is a good environment because you're kind of on uh, neutral ground. You know, you're, you're both there enjoying a cigar. You're both there enjoying a drink. You're both there, you know, for, for reasons that you agree on. So there's, there's some, there's some, you know, but you're not in some, sacred place so you're not in a political place you know it's it's you know if if you're gonna you know debate whether or not somebody should be republican at the republican convention that's probably not a great place to do it Mm -hmm. you know but if you're at a cigar shop and you got a democrat and you got a republican and they're able to talk about different political views that may be a very good place to do it but then if a bunch of Republicans are all talking about how great this is and how wonderful that is, and you've got a, someone who's of a different political persuasion there, you know, you can really make them feel very uncomfortable. And I don't like that, even if I agree with what's being said. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. everybody to feel comfortable yeah. mm-hmm. in my shop. Yeah. You don't want biased opinions to dominate, you know? Yeah. I do like your term... Different political persuasion. That's very diplomatic. <laughs> very diplomatic. Yes, very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. very PC. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all just want to enjoy a cigar, enjoy some pipe tobacco, and relieve some stress. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, not create more. Nope. Right. And largely, to, you know, to Pat's point, that is a good place to have it. Everybody's relaxed and willing to mm. listen for the most part and have that even exchange. Mm. Yep, here, here for cigars in Congress. <laughs> so, uh, like we talked about in the first half of the show, we do have some events coming up that we want to highlight on the on the show here. And of course, first is Seven Twenty Four Day, which is Yay. ironically not on Seven Twenty Four. 
but 722. <laughs> <laughs> but like the song says, you know, two out of three ain't bad. And um, wow. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. it is stuff, in, you know, <laughs> using a little meatloaf there to go at it. Um, but uh, on that Friday from 5 to 8, we're going to have a big uh, party up at the 724 Lounge. Uh, we're having the launch of our new um, uh, barrel select of uh, Woodford Reserve, um, which is only available at Twins. It's a single barrel selection from, from them. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of specials on 724 cigars. There's during that three-hour time period. There's also going to be a prize wheel there, mm. and you're going if you buy ten or more um, 724 cigars, you're going to get a chance to spin the wheel and win prizes right there, uh, gift certificates in certain amounts. Uh, you might actually get one of these cigars, uh, five and dime. Mm. That's one of the things that's going to be on the prize wheel. But um, between now and uh, 724 day, uh, every time you buy 20 or more 724 cigars, so a 20-count box or singles, you get entered to win a smoking chair package. Mm. And if you want to see that smoking chair, it's on display in the retail area at the London Dairy Store. Uh, it is a $1,300 recliner. Very, That very, is very comfy. so comfortable. I've sat in it. Yep. You have. If Kurt did not buy the chair for the the uh promotion it'd be in the office <laughs> i i was going to buy the chair it was that comfortable and it was just like kurt you got it. this has to be it and he sat in it i sat in it and it was it was a done deal it, it was and you're going to get that chair along with a standing uh floor um ashtray mm -hmm. that can go right next to your chair and you're going to get a box of five and dime uh, you're going to get um, a box of 113 cigars. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a box of 1874 Toros, and you're going to get a box of WK Gaggers, uh, which is a 6x60 cigar. That's a lot mm -hmm. of boxes. Uh, mm -hmm. So you're getting 60 cigars with the chair, and then you're also getting a bottle of a Corazon tequila and... Um, um, What's the other? What's the Forester. The Forester. Yes. The, the single barrel Forester from Seven Twenty Four. All in all, time. it's like a. It's just about twenty two hundred bucks. That package there. Customer today bought six boxes. Ah, there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Somebody wants that chair. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be awesome. Um, then you fast forward a couple of weeks to August twelfth. That's a Friday. That weekend is going to be huge. You're going to want. That weekend, August 12th, 13th, and then the 15th, that Monday, is going to be big. Um, the 12th, we have Steve Saka and Jeremy Reeves uh, at the store. Absolutely. Amazing. Jeremy Reeves, who was the guy who developed this tobacco, um, is the guy who, with Steve Saka, developed the Stillwell Star yeah. Cigar Series for so Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Fantastic series. They are both going to be there for that. And um, we're going to have a special event where um, you can try all four of those cigars, get a four-pack of one of each of the 
um, Stillwell Star cigars. And then um, if you get that pack, that's going to um, enable you to go and sit with Steve and Jeremy um, up in the lounge or out, out on the deck if it's nice outside. And I'm going to make my award-winning chili. Right. <laughs> Hallelujah. And um, we are also going to have um, Woodford Reserve featured at that event. And it's oh, that's a terrible be. pair. And then, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get to have that with uh, you're gonna get two glasses of that. Uh, so you can do two pairings while you're there. Oh. And then it's also going to include some special discounts on Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust boxes should you decide to take advantage of that after the event. I'm going to call on it's six that day. It's going to be fantastic. And big news. <laughs> big news. What Was there something we were going to announce that night? Yeah. I'm not remembering. You better remember. I do remember. You barely I'm just, remember. I'm just, I'm just giving you crap. Uh, do, you, do you want to announce it now? Dun, dun, dun. Or do you want to wait for that night? news? With I'll Pat you, Twente. You can do what you want with it. Uh, is it ready to be announced? I don't know. Whatever. Not don't really. It's, 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 there's some things we have to work out first. Right. Yeah. Shh. You, you can we, tease Pat, it. Pat and, I, Pat and I have been working on something that, that uh, is going to be very exciting for the customers at, at Twins. And... Um, uh, if you want to find out what it is, you're going to have to come to the event. Um, maybe we'll have more <laughs> that uh, uh, we can formally announce next week, but we've been working on some things behind the scenes, and um, it's going to be awesome. So is, that, is that a nice tease? Yeah, that? yeah that's good. That's, that's good. a good tease. All right. Uh, on the 13th, that's Saturday, Jeremy Reeves is going to be uh, at Twins uh, again, or he probably won't have left. He'll probably just have a cot at the store. Um, and uh, Laudisi Distribution Group, which is the company that owns uh, Cornell and & Deal and um, owns Peterson Pipes, is the exclusive distributor of Savinelli Pipes, is going to be there. We're going to have a huge trunk show featuring Peterson and Savinelli that Saturday from uh, noon to four. Um, Jeremy is going to be there. We're going to have a special with him where you can have Jefferson with Jeremy. Oh, boy. Oh, that's horrible. Jefferson with Jeremy. And <laughs> um, we're going to, you know, 25 bucks. That's going to, you know, cover your Jefferson and some very special pipe tobacco that we're going to have, which will include the 724 Briary blends, which he blended for us. And it's also going to include some uh, 2019 Carolina Red Flake, Ooh. which he also developed, and the nice. original release of Sun Bear. Oh, jeez. Also, uh, Palmetto Balkan, which is one of the latest small batches that he blended. So all of these blends that he did, you're going to get to enjoy uh, Jefferson with him and smoke some of those um, blends that have sold out. They're not available anywhere. Well, 724 blends are, but the Carolina Red Flake and Sun Bear, those are off the market, but I have some. Oh. And uh, if you come you're able to take advantage of that. And uh, should you enjoy your time with Jeremy and enjoy the tobaccos and decide, you know what, 
I'm feeling extra awesome today. I'm going to buy a new pipe, just like Talia here is probably going to feel. Well, <laughs> if she were there, she's going to be at a wedding that day. But um, you can take that $25 that you spent on your uh, Jefferson and that rare pipe tobacco and put it towards the pipe. Nice. It's going to be fantastic. Beautiful. Awesome. And then after that event at five o'clock, we are doing our very first dinner on the deck mm. with Jeremy Reeves. And he's going to be doing during that dinner, a blending demonstration of how he puts together the 724 Briary Blends uh, awesome Boston Tea Party. Now, for those of you who are like thinking we're geeking out about this, yes, we are geeking out. Here's one of the reasons why. Jeremy does not leave to do events very often. Ever. He may do three or four a year, and he doesn't do them every year. And he has never been to New England at mm. all. This is the first time he will be in New England doing events. And... Um, We've got them for two at Twins that weekend. That dinner, it's limited to 30 people. The dinner is already halfway sold out. Uh, two days after the tickets went uh, on sale, half the tickets are gone. Um, 80 bucks. Dinner, it's going to come with, uh, you know, he, as he is showing you the, you know, what he does to put boston tea party together we're going to get to smoke each of the individual components and then enjoy the final blend that he's going to be doing so right awesome. in front of us uh and also the cost of that is 80 bucks for the dinner limited to 30 people that will also include a tin of boston tea party for you to take home that's a, a 16 dollar thing right there and then Again, if you want to uh, show your ticket at the uh, pipe show downstairs, that can get you $25 off nice. of a pipe. Wow. So you have two ways to get $25 off of a pipe um, Booyah. Uh, during that day. And it's just, it's going to be awesome. And then um, uh, Steve Saka and Jeremy will be with us that following Monday, the 15th, on the show for our third anniversary so we are doing a monday to talk show. about we're going to do a monday show that mm -hmm. week uh for that's going to be a special monday show because you know uh, jeremy's flying in steve's you know got a very busy schedule yeah. as well busy is crazy so yeah. we had arranged that it would be a monday so they're both going to be here monday and uh that's going to be an awesome show we're going to smoke the stillwell star and uh, the navy is what we're going to smoke. And then nice. we're also going to be smoking the uh, Cornell and Deal's Black Frigate, which um, is a very good cigar if you're smoking the Navy. And I you won't mean, say um, any more about that. Pipe tobacco? <laughs> yeah. Pipe tobacco. Pipe tobacco. Not in a cigar. Yeah. Pipe tobacco. Yeah. So it's a, we've got a, a big month coming up here and I'm wicked, wicked pumped about it. It's awesome. So I'm pumped about it. Spent the, that event with Steve Saka on, on uh, Friday, there's no ticket or anything to that. You just come, you buy the four pack, you get to enjoy all that extra stuff with it. Um, Saturday, you can, anybody can come to the pipe show. If you want, you can do the 25 bucks, have the um, uh, Jefferson with Jeremy and then you have a means to get some uh, money towards a pipe. And then if you uh, have a dinner ticket and you show that, you can get $25 off a pipe too. So there's 
all sorts of awesome things going on that weekend. I'm wicked pumped about it. It's awesome. Very good. I've done so much talking. Now. Yep, that's a, really <laughs> that's a lot of monologuing. That's a lot of monologuing. Good freaking grief. Mm. How are how are you liking this tobacco, Talia? You're like getting very tired. Yes. No, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out there for a second. That's okay. You <laughs> just can zone kidding. out. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Crap. Yes, no. <laughs> Nothing but unicorns and tequila in our mind. Yep. <laughs> yes, tequila, tequila is always on my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you thinking it's an enjoyable pairing with the with the tequila? Yes, no, I like it a lot. Like I said, it 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 brings out more of the wood, which I like mm -hmm. the oaky flavors when it comes to aged tequilas mm -hmm. because I'm a whiskey drinker as well. Mm -hmm. So I get more of that oak from mm -hmm. this. Are you more of a tequila drinker or more of a bourbon drinker? Half and half. Half the year's tequila, half the year's whiskey. Is it and seasonal? not bourbon? Is it seasonal? Not bourbon. Yep. So fall, winter, I like whiskey, and I tend to. Go towards Irish. Irish whiskeys. Mm -hmm. Irish. And, uh, Irish, yeah, Irish whiskey. And then uh, spring, summer. Greek? Because the Greeks might the not. The Greeks gave <laughs> the Greeks us a lot of things, okay? <laughs> they did not give us good alcohol. I'm not going to lie. Uzo, kid. Oh, my God. But the no, thank thing. you. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, food, the lamb. The lamb. food. You know, mm. the... Democracy, math, philosophy, everything, art, <laughs> everything comes from the Greeks. Mm -hmm. I will not credit them for booze. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Fair Ooh. enough. <laughs> so, so tequila really is a, a kind of a summer thing for you, a seasonal mm -hmm. thing. Yep, well, spring why, and summer, I like tequila. Why, winter, fall, why is that? Whiskey. I just find tequila to be more refreshing than whiskey, mm. you know? Mm hmm um whiskey's a little heavier warms mm -hmm. you up a little bit more yep, yep, yep. it's good to drink it on a nice warm blood day yep, absolutely. i get that yeah and then the tequila is more and plus tequila gives you more of that yeah i'm feeling good i want to go out i want to party like you know yeah, yeah. whereas whiskey is more just relaxing like mm. oh, it's late i'm gonna hang out watch a movie tequila's like i want to go out you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shell, what about yourself? A lovely pairing with the pipe tobacco and complement each other very well. Both very refreshing. A lot of the sweetness on the pipe tobacco due to the tequila. So mm. I enjoyed that very much. Mm. Bad. It was really good. It was very unique. I um like before I was sipping the tequila when I started the bowl. I got like a the first time I've had. I don't even really know how to describe it but it reminded me of like pumpkin spice like not like the sweet and the pumpkin and everything but like that spice that you get with pumpkin spice mm -hmm. like that it, i'm not gonna say baking spice because it was different it, it like it spice. reminded me of the fall it was spice. weird all spice and oh, yeah. i wouldn't even say all spice. it was like well, that's what pumpkin spice well, is i know but it was like <laughs> it had that like that sweetness kind of with it to yeah. make it more than that it was weird but then and then with the tequila having like that kind of peppermint palette finish mm -hmm. was unique I really enjoyed it. Dave, what about yourself? Oh, you know me. I'm a big Virginia fan, so this is totally in, totally in my wheelhouse. The uh, it's it's so good and it tastes aged. Like that's the other thing too. Like this is not a pipe tobacco you want to sell her. You just want this is something you need to smoke like right away. Just smoke it. Because it's it's already perfect. aged. It's already <laughs> aged. I mean, perfect. I mean, just stuff does it. have a half life. I don't care what people say. Yeah. I mean, if something's nineteen years old, you probably want to start smoking it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. very true. Yep, the pairing was. 
I actually, as far as the pairing goes, I would think I would, if we were going to say which pairing we like best. That actually was the would you rather question. Oh, I'll waste time. No, we'll, we'll start with that now. All right. Which would you rather, the pipe or the cigar pairing? I would have to say I would have to go with the cigar. Mm-hmm. I thought they, uh, they, they balance each other very well. I was uh, I was actually surprised that we were doing tequila with the five and dime, uh, and, and I was totally proven wrong, and I'm very happy about that. Mm. Yep, it was delicious. Five Pat, and delicious. What about you? What was your preferred pairing? I would go with the cigar because I liked how it kind of flopped the finish in the palate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreeing. <laughs> I actually go with the pipe tobacco. I think that was a very Ooh. perfect pairing. They went mm-hmm. together very very well. Uh, I'll go with the cigar. Like I said, I, I drank that tequila with the cigar, and I was like, wow, I honestly didn't think I would like this anymore, mm. and I do. That's and right. I love the cigar. I mean, you can always tell how much I like it by how much I finish, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's pretty good for me. So, um, no, you did really I'm well. Very That's what she it. said. It is and what hey, she said. I very, very much enjoyed the cigar, and Ow. for it to make the tequila even better was shocking to me so yeah i would pair that again for sure um for me it would be the i I would i would go for the pipe tobacco pairing i love how this brought out the oakiness Mm -hmm. in the tequila and both pairings were fantastic Mm -hmm. i mean they were both a plus pairings as Mm -hmm. far as i was concerned but the way that this really added or brought forth mm-hmm. the oakiness in the tequila was something that really, really uh, was enjoyable to me. That that's really what gave it the edge. Uh, but I would do either readily. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know, it's funny. Again, you know, when this you when you think awesome. cigar bar, yep. you know, you think bourbon pairing, you think whiskey pairing, maybe you think coffee pairing. I don't really know that people say, you know what? It's time for tequila and a cigar. Right? That's well, no weird. Yeah, so yeah. very true. And yet, every time we've had it, mm-hmm. it's done really great things. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we did it with the uh, 724 uh, Patron uh, barrel tequila last week with the uh, um, um, Club Humidor cigar. Yeah. And that was amazing. Yeah. That pairing was great. And it's just, you know, it's it's just, I don't even have any tequila at the house. I mean, it's just, but again, you know, you've spoiled me. You know what that means? You it know. means we have to do more tequila pairings. Hey, not oh. more Talia. <laughs> Preferably something under a hundred dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, next time, next time we'll, we'll, pop over the, we'll pop in the fifty dollars range. Get yeah, a that, lot of that. That might be high, helpful. high quality. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, this, the Avion Forty Four. Mm-hmm. Um, those have just been amazing. Mm-hmm. tequilas mm-hmm. Uh, but man that you know why the the price is up there oh I mean, yeah they, they, it, you taste it mm-hmm. you know it is really it's really not good. price for price sake you know it's not no. one of those no oh i'm gonna charge the age the and the process or whatever like this is a very the quality and the price point are very comparable so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like you said it's it's when you do whiskey all the time, you got to shake it up. Shake it up with beer. We did wine once. Right, You know, right. we've done a cognac before, mm-hmm. a gin. So mm-hmm. doing something mm-hmm. different than whiskey every once in a while shows versatility that cigars can pair with more than just whiskey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Um, next week on the show, 
the plan is to have Kurt Kendall on with us. Ooh, the K-Man. He released another uh, uh, PCA exclusive at the show, mm-hmm. the Box Press Perfecto. Mm. It is the plan to have him on with maybe some of those Box Press Perfectos Ooh, if he has any left on the show. Um, that's the plan. Um it will be an all cigar show because there's only so much you can demand of Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> we got After him to back on BCA, you know. Yeah, you know? but uh, uh, hopefully he's there and he'll be able to um, uh, report on his experience at the PCA. Tell us what he thought, what uh, he sees, how he sees the industry moving forward uh, as a result of this uh, PCA this year. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, I hope you are, too. It's going to be a gr- great show. It was last year. Be awesome. Last year when we had Kurt on, it was a really great discussion. And I'm looking forward to doing that again with him this year. So that's... Are we doing that here? Is that going to be at the patio? I don't know if we confirmed that yet. Uh, we haven't confirmed that yet. It will be at our regular time. But uh, we may do it over there so it's more convenient Um uh, but we'll see. So it may be even in a special place. Who knows? Mm. Anything's possible. <laughs> that it is. Mm-hmm. And that's not just blowing smoke. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being with us, Talia. Of we course. always love it when you're on. Oh, I love being here. Oh, very good. Thank <laughs> you. We'll see you next week, everybody. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down smoke.